The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What is up, everyone? Tuesday night, 8 p.m. So you guys know what that means. Another edition of the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built on Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network. And if you're joining us via audio platform, you can. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you do miss this episode, you can always rewatch it on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And be in the comment section tonight. Big day of Bill's news. We're going to break it all down for you. But first, Lance, how are we doing, my man? We're doing good. We're doing good. How you doing? Doing good. It was a busy, it was a busy, busy, busy day for uh, the Bills. And obviously, I said we're going to break it all down. But before we do that, Lance, tell everyone who we are sponsored by. Yeah, the Buffalo Blitz is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy, the best daily fantasy app on the market. You can register now for Best Ball Mania 4. Sign up for an account using promo code BLITZ, and you'll get a deposit match up to $100. So you deposit $20, you get $20 back. That's $40 you'll have to use on the underdog site. There's Best Ball drafts, which are daily drafts with a set roster. You can do Pick'ems, which is a daily um, game where you can actually win money that same day wagering uh, on a Pick'em slip on underdog fantasies pick them they've got a lot they've got futures in there a lot of different things so go check it out underdogfantasy.com or the underdog app use promo code blitz when you sign up and you'll get a deposit match up to 100 dollars. yeah and if you guys are in the comments section let us know let us know what your thoughts we're going to get into all of it the boogie bastard trade that will break down the entirety of the roster do the bills make any more moves and lance before we got on here i want to Pointed out, or actually, it was seven minutes before eight o'clock, and we just weren't getting ready for the show. We didn't notice this, but veteran offensive lineman Jermaine Ifidi visited the Bills today per league source. That was from Aaron Wilson. So, look, the Bills are probably going to kick the tires on potentially another tackle. We'll get to that. They could kick mm-hmm. the tires on another middle linebacker. We'll get to that. Uh, Bobby Hall's in the comment section. What's up, Bobby? Yeah, guys, keep the comments coming. But we're going to start with, I would say, the biggest news of today and that Bob was Miller? okay second big okay one of the, one of the biggest news the biggest <laughs> news not a guy going to pop or staying on or staying on the pop boogie basham former second round pick was traded for a late day three pick to the san francisco uh, san francisco giants the new york giants i was watching baseball earlier in 2025 lance let's break this down what are your initial thoughts on the trade and just the overall thing 
I think we talked about it a lot through the post or through the preseason here where we thought that an Epinesa, a Basham, a Shaq Lawson might get some interest for trade. So I think this is really um, just what we saw coming more or less. We didn't necessarily think it was going to be Boogie Basham, but I kind of said earlier on in the preseason that he's got the team control and things that people are going to want to have. So when you look at a trade candidate, that's the kind of guy you're going to look for. So I think that um, not stunned that it was boogie basham but what i was kind of surprised with and i want to get your take on this like we got nothing for it what did we get like what i don't understand that he's a, a he seems like a valuable piece we got and, a sixth rounder in 2025 yeah i'm like i don't know um, i guess you know if if beans in the business of uh you know doing handshake deals where we'll give you this one this time and you got to give us one next time i don't know but that's a little bit strange to me as as the return for him was was not much and i don't know what you could have really got for him you know he's a second round pick that hasn't you know produced uh at any sort of huge level but he's been consistent and and been working and building his craft to a point where i thought he could be worth you know in the fourth or fifth round area of a pick from a team but it just never materialized i guess you know what's disappointing well when it comes to the draft compensation you never usually get back what what you took for the guy it just doesn't happen because they're not valued to where they were like you just saw trey lance who's a top five pick got traded for a fourth fourth rounder that's for a position that's the most premium position in the national football league and that was the best excuse me the offer the 49ers could muster the problem, Boogie Basham's production on the field hasn't translated to enough trade value, right? And if it right, did, right. he would be still a Buffalo Bill. That's like the issue. So, like, you would, 100%, you would have got more for AJ Ampanenza. But I think AJ Ampanenza does a lot more for the Bills than what Boogie Basham would have done this year. This guy, AJ Ampanenza, was a six, six and a half uh, sack guy last year. And this, he'll be the third edge rusher to start the year. But when Vaughn comes back, he'll be your fourth. And AJ Ebenezer being your fourth edge rusher is one of the best depth you have in the league at that edge rusher sure. position when Von Miller comes back. But yeah, it's it's frustrating you didn't get comp back that you really wanted. I'm hoping that maybe they turn the six and they make maybe they make themselves a trade. Maybe they do that, but I don't think they do. It's probably they're going to have to go to the market if they want to add another piece at the middle linebacker or the tackle position. I'm just yeah. it's frustrating because. In 2021, you double-dipped. You double-dipped on the edge position with Gregory Rousseau and Boogie Basham. Everyone scratched their head, too. Everyone and scratched Yes, you their did. Head. You scratched your head at the time. And that's never great. And you, you let it develop. You let it do its thing. The problem is, like, you have Gregory Rousseau. You have A.J. Ampanenza. You brought in uh, Shaq Lawson. You brought in uh, Von Miller. This year, you bring in Leonard Floyd. I'm not saying you never gave Boogie Basham a chance. But his reps were never there for him to be a competent edge rusher. So they kind of did a disservice to him. I was always like, – I agree with you. I was always on the on the train of Boogie Basham has control. And for Bill, thinking of the Bills not just this season but for the 2024 season, it made more sense to keep Boogie Basham because you didn't have to go add another edge rusher. You could just keep him in-house on that rookie deal for his fourth year and mm-hmm. then do whatever you want with him after. They didn't go that way, clearly. So, I don't know. It's it's disappointing you didn't get compensation back, but you're never going to 
I think it's I'm I'm more annoyed it just never worked out with Boogie Basham than whatever the compensation is, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, I think he just, you know, he was a he was a project piece that was progressing. And like you said, his progression wasn't aided to its fullest potential. It wasn't uh given all the reps that he could have had, but you're obviously not going to turn down bringing in a Von Miller and those kind of pieces that you want to have uh, on your on your defense. So I get it uh, from both yeah, from both sides. But I think that, uh, you know, where he showed was these guys love versatility. And I think they just start stacking pieces at these positions that they uh, that they value. You see, they, they're drafting a lot of cornerbacks. You know, it seems like they're drafting, um, you know, defensive linemen. And this year we we got a tight end and an, an offensive lineman. So and they actually took a couple offensive linemen this year. So they, they're trying to kind of stack those positions with young talent and see what sticks. And then this just made sense. The thing I just didn't understand, I guess, from the compensation that since you broke it down like that with Trey Lance deal, I, I, maybe a fourth saying a fourth was a little bit too much. But if, I would say we can get a sixth or a fifth. For Basham straight up, I didn't think we needed to give another pick away. Seven. Now it's a seventh round pick, so it is what it is. But and, and honestly, Bean hasn't had all that great uh, track. We haven't, you know, it's going to be tough for a seventh round pick to make this roster anyway. But it's also going to be tough for a sixth rounder. Now we just hit on Benford uh, in the sixth round, so I get that too. But I think that you really have to look at, you know, I would, I just didn't understand pick swapping and giving Boogie Basham. It seems like give us the sixth, we'll give you Boogie Basham and that's a deal, but it is what it is. I mean, I think that seventh round pick is, is a, you know, it's something they could use maybe, but I don't think it's something that was going to really benefit the bills in 2025. John Robert brings up a good point in the comment section on Facebook over there that they usually give someone three seasons, right? Like you usually get a third season out of a day one pick, obviously, and then a day two pick, right? Mm -hmm. You gave Boogie Basham two seasons. I, is it like, do they want the cap space? Is that the move? But it's a couple million in cap space. It's not ten million. It's a couple million. And right. I, I mean, is that the difference between them bringing in a, another middle linebacker or not? Maybe I don't know. We'll find out in, in the days to come. But it all—it just—it's confusing and it's a—it's just interesting. And you know what? Something that we're, we'll get to. But Kingsley Jonathan, shout out to. The Syracuse product for making Pride the, of the orange, baby. And yeah. look, how long he lasts on this roster, we don't we don't officially know until Von Miller comes back. It could be right. it could be only four games, or they could move off Shaq Lawson. We won't know. Maybe we'll know more week one, week two, week three, depending on who plays better, who gets more reps, all that stuff. But shout out to Kingsley Jonathan. But it's just one of those things where you gave the guy two season his seasons, he has four and a half career sacks. I don't I, I don't know. It's one of those things where you never really saw it from Boogie Basham when he was on the field. He had flashes. He played good at times. I thought they were just going to keep him based on the contract and that they have a little more control. They 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 were gone. They wanted nothing to do with him. Yeah, it's crazy. That he again, he has the versatility to play all up and down the defensive line, but when it comes down to performing at those spots they just have guys that can perform better at those spots so yeah. they have better edge rushers and they have better defensive tackles that can also you know ed albers obviously a premium 
uh, you know, uh, interior speed rusher, I'd say, if that's a thing you can grasp, you know, it's a, he's not necessarily going to bull rush anyone. He's powerful enough, but he's also, you know, faster than the normal defensive tackle, I think. So that's the thing that Boogie had going for him is he was long and he could kind of kick in t- inside, but he wasn't able to excel enough on the inside to really make a difference. And so you saw them having to bring in Kuna Ford this year, things like that, that kind of spells, you know, we already have actual guys that just play that position. So your versatility is great, but it's just not necessarily a spot here on this roster in this scheme for that skill set. A good thing with the that the Bills have going for them is the depth at the D tackle position yeah. and the edge rusher. And, the, and it's not just depth when they have players. It's legit talent depth. You have Rousseau, you have Von Miller, A.J. Pedenza, Leonard Floyd, Shaq Lawson, and Kingsley Jonathan. The tackle position, you have Ed Oliver, Daquan Jones, Kuna Ford, Tim Settle, Jordan Phillips. That is some crazy depth, and that's some crazy talent depth that makes the Bills pass rush and their interior defensive line very, very scary. So that's another thing. The biggest thing with the Bastion thing, it just it's the pick. And I love Brandon Bean, and I'm going to defend Brandon Bean and the, the, the hate that Brandon Bean has gotten on social media today is mostly unwarranted it's just kind of flat out wrong half the time mm-hmm. but you it's obvious that he missed on the boogie bastion pick it you don't have to be a brain surgeon to figure that out so it's one of those things where it's like a little bit of a gut punch where you're you kind of give up a guy give up on a guy that he's been there for two years and only two years and he was a day two pick it's a little disappointing it's not the end of the world because they have the Leonard Floyds and the Von Millers and the Gregor Russo, and they hit on the Russo pick. And Epinets has been pretty good. It's just that using a second-round pick on a guy that's only been there for two years is kind of a gut punch, in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. I think, it again, it wasn't necessarily the deal I expected, but I think we 100% can expect that, you know, he was a candidate to be traded. So, Yeah. And we'll go to the first or second biggest move of the day, wherever you want to see it. And that is Von Miller, who was officially placed on the pup. Not the pup. Was it the pup? Yep. It's called the pup. Okay. I'm making sure. Oh, it's pup IR. It's the reserve pup now. Yeah. So, yeah. So he's going to miss the first four games. There was speculation that there was a chance that they activate him to the 53 and maybe he misses week one, maybe he misses week two, he's back for week three or whatever. And that is not the case. He's going to be out week four, and that means he misses the Jets, the Commanders, the Raiders, and the Dolphins game. So we'll get to that point when we get to that point in about a week when we next week when we preview the first game, which is super exciting that we're – are we one week away from previewing the first game? Yeah, we are, brother. That is awesome. That is awesome. I have the dates mixed up in my head. But, Lance, I know you were one of the more active people on social media and on this show. Yes, sir. That was supporting, eat my now. Yeah, that was supporting Von Miller. Not supporting or trying to talk into existence. And I thank you for talk trying to talk into existence. You just didn't do it enough, I guess, that Von Miller would be back for week one, activated off the pup before today, before 4 o'clock, and he's mm-hmm. not. So – I want to get your initial react or your reaction to Von Miller and the pup. Yeah, I definitely had to take a couple of deep breaths when I read the news and was like, man, I, I lost this one. So, you know, you win some, you lose some. And, 
yeah, it's just fun. I think that Von Miller is optimist. I'm an optimist. So I was like, yeah, let's roll it. Yeah. I get a little bit of that feedback in my headphones. Are you hearing me echo or no? No. Anybody but, in the comment section, let us know. I don't hear. Am I echoing? No. Okay. If Lance is echoing, let us know in the comment section. But yeah, if you are in the comment section, drop your thoughts on today. Busy, busy day. Good amount of people in here watching. And if you do, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Odyssey tomorrow morning on the Built and Buffalo Podcast Network. But yeah, Von Miller, when Boogie Basham was traded, I was like, and you said this in the chat for a second, you kind of got me because how you worded your text was like, you you got news that Von, or you saw on social media that Von Miller was being oh, activated. Right. And yeah. you, I was like, okay, good. No echoing. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. Uh, but I was like, oh my God. He's activated, and then I went to Twitter, and he wasn't. And you were like, you phrased your message a little wrong, or I read it too fast. Whatever, doesn't matter. But no, definitely misphrased it. I was, I meant it as speculation, and everyone read it as fact, and that's yeah. definitely. Uh, I was, but I was hoping I, uh, that I could speak that as continuing to the last moment to try to speak it into existence, and it just uh, wasn't going to happen. So, but I had the, I had, I had the similar, I had a similar, I guess, speculation or idea when Boogie Basham was traded. I was like, ooh. Is this opening a roster spot for Von Miller? Like, is this the point of? And there still is one roster spot, by the way. There is still one roster spot. Is and we'll get into that. It could be a middle linebacker. It could be a tackle. It could be. Don't they need to add a quarterback still? Technically, uh, they have they have Kyle Allen. They have two quarterbacks, but only five receivers uh, technically right now with Justin Shorter being on IR. And there's a small so chance Kolo Shakir's on IR too. Right, you'd think that maybe uh, a wide receiver. Or if they if they wanted to have anyone come in to um, kind of double down on any sort Bobby of return Anderson. duties, which is makes the Isabella cut a little bit um, head scratching. Which I guess you know it's he's free to do whatever want he wants, and maybe they wanted to give him the time to explore a deal, and then if he uh, doesn't get a better deal, they'll bring him back uh, on a deal that they're comfortable with, and that could that could work out for that's a, something that would be kind of in Bean's mo, I think so. Yeah, John Matt Barkley is on IR. So they do can roster three quarterbacks. That's the new rule. You can have three yeah. quarterbacks on the game day roster. We'll see if they add another one. Right now, Kyle Allen's slotted to be that backup quarterback to Mr. Josh Allen. Yeah. So uh just to get back to the topic, I think is Von Miller, you know, is now gonna miss um the first four weeks, like you said. And so the biggest thing with that is he can't practice with the team either. And so I think that it's really gonna be week six, week seven, week eight. It's gonna be it's gonna be deeper into the season than we initially thought, even. He said he'd be playing by week six and he may be playing by week six, but I don't know if he'll be fully ramped up by week six, having um, you know, he's gonna be starting just after week four to practice with the team, they're going to go to London. You don't know what kind of you know schedule that's going to be. And then they're going to come back. And so that whole, well, that whole schedule uh, and practice restriction and everything just to me, um, you know, makes me think that week seven or eight is more likely than week five or six. I don't know if I fully agree with that in the sense. I do think it's like, I get it. He's not practicing in the team portion of the deal. It's not like he's gonna be sitting on his couch for the next month. You know what I mean? Like he's still right. gonna be, he's gonna be working rehab. out and rehabbing. Yeah. But then you, you got to get back into game shape and I have get, that game. I think that's. That I think. Game but I think he will get back into game shape, and I think he'll kind of do that kind of type of workout just off to the side. And he's the type of guy that I think could come back, like not practicing for four weeks with the team, still working out and doing all his thing. Maybe in a week or two. Five. Yeah, 
he he might be right when he said no later than week six. That might be exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. And yeah, well, it's it's annoying. It's a little frustrating, but it's an ACL. And I hate when yeah. I my, my least favorite thing about when someone has an ACL injury, and it because it gets you thinking that way too in your mind. When they when some guy comes back from an ACL in a shorter time than your player that on your team comes back from an ACL, I you know when you see it throughout the summer, oh this guy tore his ACL week five and he's back now. Every knee is different. Every ACL is different. Every position is different. It's a whole every single one is different. So you cannot yeah. judge one to one. Tre'Davious White's ACL is different than Von Miller's ACL. It's just not the same. You cannot do that because it just doesn't make sense. So that drives me nuts when people are like. Well, this guy, this running back came back two weeks earlier than Von Miller. Well, good for him. Maybe they rushed him, or maybe it's just a totally different type of terror, and we're not doctors, and maybe we should stop probably trying to be doctors. But, yeah, look, I tweeted this today. This is the reason you brought in Leonard Floyd. This is the reason you have depth. You have Epinetta. You have Floyd. You have Rousseau, Shaq Lawson. You have guys that can contribute for a couple weeks that are very good. Leonard Floyd's a 10-sack guy. Rousseau's basically almost a 10 sack guy. And Penetso is a six and a half guy. They just need to create pressure and they need to do their thing. And I think the Bills brought in Leonard Floyd for this exact reason. They knew Von Miller was going to miss at least a couple games and they needed to make sure that they had the adequate pass rush to go get after the quarterback Aaron Rodgers Tua in the first couple weeks. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that, um, you know, you can see a guy like Brees Hall coming back, you know, much sooner. But, uh, you know, he's young and, and Bond's not getting any younger. So I think that's the uh, the big thing. I think this is the same. Like, yeah, I'm uh, trying to. Uh, we'll look that up. But I I think that's the same knee he already tore once uh, before. So yeah, uh, same. Yep. Same knee in 2013. Yeah. So so he's definitely. Uh, taking precaution with it. The team's going to take precaution with it. I totally understand. The one thing I, I just have to say this, and I cannot stress it enough, is like, don't tell me that like week one doesn't matter when we're playing the Jets. Like, oh, it's it a division game. That's the only approach to the whole sit bond and wait. Like, don't assume we're going to beat the Jets and the Dolphins week one and four. And if we don't beat the Dolphins week one and four, that kind of hurts a little bit more than you might think. And, and Von Miller does have a role in, in our success. And I think that it's a, hey, we're, we've got a great offense. We don't mind, you know, if the defense is down a little bit, the offense will pick them up. And that's fine. I agree. I think we can still go 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh through that stretch. But if we don't go 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh, and we go worse than that, then things get a little bit muddy and you get you have a lot more work to do. And then Von surely is probably going to suit up in week five and, and try to get back even quicker because he's going to have to feel that pressure like he can help us and he can save the team. And that seems like the type of mentality, you know, a superstar athlete like that would have. They have to go three and one in those first four games. Yeah. There's no like way around it. Right. Do you agree? I don't, you can't start two and two. You have yeah, to start three and one. Well, we start zero and two in our division. I think that's a huge setback. Well, it's a problem. Didn't we start zero and two last year? In the division? Did we? We lost to Miami and the Jets. And the three week three was Miami. Holy crap! We started on two in the division last year. Let's not do that again. No, I don't want to do that. Look, if they start, if they beat the Jets, <laughs> if, if, they, if they beat the Jets week one, then you're going to beat Vegas. You're going to beat Earth Commanders, and then you're going to beat the Vegas, and then you have Miami at home. You'll yep, beat Miami. Yep. I, 
it's it's different if you lose week one. Like week one's a big look. Week one doesn't matter. I honestly think they just don't think Von Miller's ready. I don't think it's I, Lance. I don't think it's one of those type of things. And I'm not saying you do think it is. You're just putting that idea out there, and it's a right. valid idea and valid point. I don't think they don't think like week one doesn't matter. It's a division game. It's in MetLife. It's at the Jets, it's, and it's not the Bills thing of that either. It's just I see a lot of people. When, when they no, come, no, when yes, they said stuff about you know a lot of the people in Bills Mafia and other people say, ah, you know, it's the first few, four weeks of the season, well, and I agree that we want to have them healthy at the end of the season versus the beginning. I totally agree with that, but it's not like the the beginning of the season games don't matter anymore. Like it's a seventeen game schedule. Like each game is yeah. weighted the same, whether you play it later in the year or earlier. And we've got two division games now without our superstar edge rusher that. Hey, should we be good? Yeah, I think we can be okay. I think we can win both of them easily. We have a great offense. There's no doubt about it. If one if one guy is the key to that whole thing, then we got bigger issues. But he absolutely helps. And having him there, like I've been saying, is like if when Aaron Rodgers is going down on the four minute offense, you know, with the Bills having the lead, it would be better to have Von Miller rushing the passer than not. It's you can you can be you can say that. I lost my train of thought, but you can say that week one doesn't week one, two, and three matters, and that the Bills are still want to make sure Vaughn's back in time. Like you can have both things. Week one 100 percent matters. Look, they're Lance. If they were playing Houston, then the Commanders, then the Colts, then the Titans, right? Like those four games, you can make the argument. Easy. You have two division games. You have a commanders team that you should beat. You have a Vegas team that you should beat. You should be three and one. They're gonna be three and one. I'm gonna put that out there. They're gonna be three and one, uh, minimum. I, the, oh, and they should. Yeah. I'm calling my shot. I'm not gonna wood though, just in case, because that'd be bad. Uh, Roy Collins is 20 minutes late. That's unacceptable. Roy, we need we need to give us a couple laps. Give us a couple yeah. laps. See how, how see how you give us 20 there, guy. See how your knees go and see if we, we might need you to suit up on the edge. Gonna have to give him the three million to make it push-ups this week. Yeah, Izzy, hit the like. Hit the like button, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to Izzy Red Zone Report on Sunday. What's up, Robbie? How we doing? Appreciate you stopping by. But yeah, look, the Von Miller, it's 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 frustrating. It's a little bit annoying, but he wasn't practicing all he didn't practice with the team training camp. Well, like, well even Sal was saying though, that's what Sal Capaccio that's was saying. What, that's what, yeah. He was saying that, you know, he had his helmet on, he's saying, I'm getting used to breathing through the mouthpiece again and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, yeah, he was had full expectation to be out there and for whatever reason you know the bill's doctor shut it down now i don't know if uh i guess I, i'm assuming they've made it official that he's going to stay on pup but you know i guess until that 53rd roster spots filled i'm going to hold out that they uh changed their mind at the last minute well, maybe they have on the uh, depth chart on their website i know it says bill's roster moves placed on reserve but never mind so that's he's definitely on it and uh i can i can just eat my shame now there's no saving it but we do have an open roster spot so uh, you know do you want to get into a little bit more about uh the, the actual 53? roster and that yeah. construction breaking down the 53-man roster so i'm not going to go through and list everyone that got cut because that's say annoying your names peter you want me to say every single one i don't know i just mess around okay just go on twitter the bills tweeted the pr team the bills tweeted a couple like about half an hour ago the whole roster we can we can show it. We can show a little graphic here. Why not? We have the technology. Yeah. Once Lance starts figuring that out, let me know. Uh, you could. Oh, oh. Show it, Lance. 
That sounds so weird. Easily done. So. Oh, we should keep it up the whole time. Yeah. We okay if you'd like. Why have so, we never done this? Why didn't we do this? I don't know. It's easy to do. Then you love how we're just talking, like not like we're on a show. We're just talking. I do. Um. Yeah. So this is so I don't have to list everyone. You guys can read it. And yes, read John it. Roberts says they do need to bring back Reed first. What about the people listening on audio? They're never going to know what we we're looking at because they, they can't yeah, see people it. People on audio. I'm sorry. You're going to have to go to the Twitter because I'm not listing this thing. <laughs> I'm not. Doing that. Uh. But wait. So I'm, this is a clarification, and I, I usually know most things here when it comes to the Bills. I'm not saying I'm right or know everything, but like when it comes to like roster things and stuff like that. But so they br- so they're bringing back Reed Ferguson. Obviously, they cut him. They put him in the lock, uh, parking lot. Right now, he's sitting grilling by himself in the parking lot, waiting to come back inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not too cold, so he's okay. But would that make would he be the fifty third guy or would he be the fifty second guy? He'd be the fifty uh, second guy. So we're assuming that he's coming back. That's just yeah. like the brain to make Sal him. Sal Capaccio posted this. I got to give Sal credit for this. This is his uh, spreadsheet. But you see, Reed, he included Reed Ferguson. And if you add all this up, it's still 52. So okay. with the five receivers here, John that's just literally, I think, uh, kind of gives us the the lack of or the, the missing 53rd. Because I think we assumed six receivers. And we don't have it. So now, if they rock with five, that's fine. But where are they gonna they gonna add another O line to make that ten? And they're gonna make some more roster moves in the next couple of days. So yeah. I know this is cool to break down the fifty three, but now it's a fifty two, and it's not uh, gonna be like this in a week when we actually talk. So I think that it's interesting to see. We went through the exercise. I, I'm very interested that Kingsley Jonathan, like we talked about, Shaq Lawson made the team. Um, We've was carried there, five there, defensive tackles, so we yeah, don't have they, to worry about who who's that, you know, getting cut there. I, I'm, I'll pull it up in a second, but we have another banner. Any surprise cuts? I'm looking at this list. There are not any you guys. Up or you want the roster up? No, no, no. You know, put the you put the up It still makes breaking down the 50. It's still in that category. There's nobody here, and I'm looking at it on my screen as well, that I'm like, okay, I'm surprised. Are you surprised at anybody that's cut? I'm not even surprised at Andy Isabella. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised, sense. but I just thought that someone like Ike Botker had a little bit better of a chance to make it. He was cut pretty early. Um, I guess I was hopeful for guys like Nick Broker to see if he could stick there yeah, as the 10th. I agree. agree. Um, I was a little bit surprised that they just released Questenberry, but I agree with it. That's the only one. That's the only Uh, one, Lance, that I think where I was like, okay, that means they really believe in Ryan Vandenmark. And then when you talked about Ike Bucker, that means they really believe in Nick Broker. That means they really believe in Alec Anderson. That's what, in my opinion, but that's what I think that's what that means. I th- uh, it's, it's weird that they didn't keep like some like they had the fifty third spot available. So I don't, I'm not exactly sure why they haven't. They didn't kind of just bring up. Uh, uh, sorry, let's just stop here real quick and just uh, give a little recognition uh, prayer up to Cameron Taylor, who has been hospitalized due to stroke at thirty two years old, Army Sergeant. So uh, all of our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, Cameron Taylor, buddy. Um, yeah. Is he sorry? So I they brought in these running backs and they didn't keep any of them, and then they only kept five receivers. So that's oh, no. really the that's really the big thing. Like I thought, in special teams, um, in a sense of special teams, they would just have that extra guy, you know, just whatever he, whatever he is, you know, and and they don't. So 
That's are a little they, bit strange. And Adam in the comment section is talking about Christian Kirksey. There's no truth to that at the moment. I haven't seen anybody report yeah, I that. Seen I, I just typed one out, typed his name onto our, into Twitter, and I have not seen that he's on a visit. And obviously, Perfect. that could still 100% be – he still could become – he still can get onto a visit. He still could be a Buffalo Bill. But at the moment, he's not on a visit or there's no planning from what I've seen on Twitter and social media. Yeah, like right now you have five receivers. You have – because they put shorter on the IR. Yep. So you have Shakir, and there's still a chance Shakir goes on the IR. So you have Even Shakir, though it doesn't maybe, say it here, so I don't know. But maybe you know, there's maybe not. Maybe that was right. late developing people, at, before, people, after this graphic or I don't know. Well, people keep saying like, oh, well, Shakir might go on the IR. The shorter go on the IR, like I think the Bills would have made another receiver move already. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're not gonna go with four, but that doesn't make any sense. So right now Shakir's on the roster, Hardy, Diggs, Sherfield, and Davis. That's five. And then yeah. shorter's the sixth. I think they the wait IR. to see who kind of clears waivers or see what kind of deals yeah. are offered. They, bring back, they could bring back they're Isabel. also probably giving Isabel a chance to get a better deal because they know that they can't offer, you know, they're gonna be leveraging certain money to places they've got a plan in place i'm sure of it right now to where they're looking at a couple different options they understand what cap space they have and they say hey andy based upon these uh or hey whomever wide receiver or uh you know it's just using isabella in this instance that like hey hang out if you want to be a part of this thing we can bring you back maybe it's a practice squad role at first we elevate you the first three weeks see how it goes and then if you um, if you actually go and uh, and produce, we can then just sign you to the 53 after that, and that gives them a little more roster flexibility. So, yeah, uh, John was saying yeah, he didn't shorter. see shorter. So yeah. uh, they did that, it looks like, sort of later uh, in the day, and and people were talking about a, a stash, and he had, a, I think he had a, a hamstring injury. So So he was a soft tissue injury that he, you know, they don't want to rush him back, and they did put him on the IR four weeks rather than the IR season, which makes a difference yeah. too. But. So he's Lance. I said this in the chat, in our Bill and Buffalo chat, and I have no truth to this, and this is just my opinion. This could be one of those IR stints, in my opinion. He makes the roster, he did his thing this camp, and he just kind of comes onto the IR to create a roster spot for either another position or uh, Andy Isabella. Look at this guy, and, great name. Yeah, so so the fifty three had shorter on it initially, and then he got put on IR. So that's um, you know exactly right. And so they they had him make the fifty three man roster, and then after that, uh, set him to IR, and and that's uh, so he could return and is eligible to return in four games potentially. Lance, does Isabella have to hit the waivers, or is he doesn't have to hit no. the waivers because he played four years? He's a vested veteran, so he'll be immediately available to any team to sign. Which is which is massive because he can pick and choose where he wants to go. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Which is which gives you this chance to get him back. Oh, we're back. Him back on. I like the to Robin. see myself, sir. Brian's coming in. Go Bills. Love it. Go Bills. Brian, appreciate you joining us. But I'm looking at the roster, right? And we got to remember there's going to be 10 guys, and I don't know if it's every guy from the cut list that are on to the practice squad. Like, you're hoping to get a DJ Dale back on the practice squad. You're hoping to yeah. get an Eli Anku back on the practice squad. And Alex Austin, either Nick, a Nick Broker, an Ike Bucker, those type of guys, Richard Garage, Trayvon Howard, Jamarcus Ingram, 
maybe a receiver, Tyrell Shaver. You're not going to get all of them because some guys are going to get claimed by other teams, but those are the type of guys um, you want. What is Dexter coming here with? Okay, dude. Uh, a couple of different points, I think, all over the place, but I don't think that uh, Jake it would be a bad idea to see what Fromm's doing from a practice squad standpoint, but I'm not going to put him on a 53-man roster in, in any way, shape, or form. It, it would be good to have somebody because I think um, if you if you need him, you could you know, put him on the uh, – Alex McGaw is uh, Roy Collins' boy. I don't know who that is, but he's – Yeah, Roy. I, I saw that earlier, Roy, and I didn't say anything because I thought you were making a joke because, Roy, I don't always get your sense of humor based off your comments. I don't think that guy exists. Are we thinking of Alex Austin in the corner? No. Alex, is that a quarterback? Alex McGaw. Yeah, he's a USFL kid. Pay if Packers Coach would have him in back in 82, they would have won states. Yeah, the Packers just cut him. He's a 27-year-old guy that played, was the seventh-round pick in 2018 by Seattle. Yeah, if we're bringing guys in for a practice squad, I wouldn't mind taking a, a shot at Tommy DeVito. He's a rookie uh, out of Illinois who went to Syracuse as well. And uh, you great, know what kid, I would great family. So I would like to give a youngster like that. They got you know, Malik Cunningham just got cut. Nah, you took guys. my guy. You I took knew my you guy. Were say it. I had to. Take it out. Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills should bring in Malik Cunningham. Dynamic. Instead of Mr. He can, run, he can run the read option. He can do different types of things. I think it would be really cool. And he flashed with the Patriots and – Preseason, Willie Cunningham would be that type of guy I would love to bring in. Yeah, it just brings some excitement. He can also, you know, mimic some of the quarterbacks like Mahomes and uh, Jalen Hurts and those kind of guys that we're going to be playing this year. He can kind of mimic some of that speed and uh, mobility. So it would be nice to have a guy like that uh, for a practice squad. And I'm surprised, honestly, that uh, that he was cut. But I think he's well, subject to, to waivers now, right? So uh, yeah. being a first year guy. So we'll, we'll see. I, we haven't heard of any claims yet that I, and, and by tomorrow at noon, we will hear some claims and know who's still on, you know, who's still available and who's been claimed. So, you know what I would go get and he's going to be subject to waivers and you're not going to probably be able to get him Cause he's going to get, cause the bills are deep in the waivers and some team's going to pick him up before you Bailey Zappi. Bailey Zappi. No interest in – I'd rather have Bailey Zappi than I would have rather have Malik Cunningham. Bailey Zappi, I was at a couple of those Patriots games. He wasn't great, but he was definitely close enough to Mac Jones where it made it look a little interesting. Still was still on the – I think Mac Jones should start over him. It's just I, I tweeted out today. I don't know if you saw the tweet. see every uh, one of your tweets. What? I see every one of your tweets. Oh, that was nice. But I tweeted about – just shocked about Bailey Zappi because I was at that Bears Monday night game when Matt Jones started, and they were chanting Zappy, 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 and they went to Zappy, and Zappy didn't light the world up. It's just it's just crazy that the Patriots yeah. right now have one quarterback on their roster. I don't know. It's Tom my Brady. So my wife's, a, yeah, my wife's a Patriots fan. She immediately was like, hey, is Tom Brady coming back for real? But like, that, 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 was, that was a weird move. Everybody just likes his name. Of course you do. PJ Walker is the type of guy. Will Greer mm-hmm. is just got released by Dallas. There's a good amount of options where – you're okay with it, and that are, might be upgrades over Matt, Matt Barkley, potentially, potentially, uh, Kyle Allen. But yeah, like you're gonna have like a DJ Dale back going back to the roster. DJ Dale on the practice squad, and Nick Boker, Ike Bucker, Alex Austin. Those are the type, Eli Anku. Those are the type of guys. Like you want it, like Lance. You want Nick Nick Broker and Alex Austin back on the practice squad. Yeah, two late sure. day three picks that you took this year need yeah, to be on the practice squad. Christian Kirksey, as he mentioned, he's a guy that people keep clamoring. Deion Jones, 
was released today. He's another guy they could bring in. Yeah, I really like that idea, man. That's uh, that's you a don't? nice player. It's an, I know I do. I, I really Deion like the, the thought of Deion Jones. Yeah, I do too. Big, big linebacker coming in with some ferocious tenacity. I think that would be really cool to see a guy like that come in and, and play in this defense. So um, saw a lot of ideas today. I, I like a lot of them and, and some of them I don't, but I think that this is the fun um, kind of time of year where we're really able to let our minds wander. And some people get a little crazier with it than others. And uh, But there's some good ideas here. I think that you see that the Bills are bringing in people for visits now already and that, um, you know, you're going to have waiver claims and we'll see who's rewarded which claim uh, tomorrow. And then uh, maybe well, that yeah. that's the reason why, to me, that's the biggest reason they only have 52 right now because you claim somebody off waivers, they have to automatically go on your 53. So yeah, you cannot blame somebody without uh, uh, putting, you know, putting them on your 53. And that's, uh, you know, pretty evident in having the 52 active people now, really 51, because Reed Ferguson's not actually on the roster. So we'll see how that all works out. They're making a move, Lance. Is it the type of move that we want? Yes. Any, Ooh, I no. want any move. I just want to move. I don't care what it is. Just give me so something. Be, it can't yeah, be bad. They're pretty good at their job, so I don't think anything they do is going to be pretty decent in my mind. You know what? So we gave Kingsley Jonathan, and we're still breaking down the roster. We're going to do that for the rest of the show. And don't miss next week's show because we finally get to preview a real game. Yep. We get to preview a real game, Jets-Bills. And then the following show, we get to break it down. Break down, Jets-Bills, exactly. And we'll tell you everywhere that we got right and everywhere that – we're going to keep doing the cycle. It's going to be a cycle. It's a fun cycle of half the show. And, and Lance, this is what I did last year. Half the show being built, the previous game, breaking it down. Second half of the show, we preview the next game, and we just keep the cycle going. But I want to, before we do that topic, Lance, I want to bring up, give some props to Cam Lewis. Props yeah. to Cam Lewis for making right now what is the current 52 man roster, but 53 man roster. Five safeties, too. They have him listed as a safety. Yeah. So shout out wild. to Cam, Cam Lewis. He has the versatility that can play the cornerback position, can play the inside posi- corner position, can play the safety position, which is what he is listed at. I just want to give props to that guy because he's battled, he's been through it. And I think it's a testament to who he is as a human character and the player on the field. And he's he gives you a ton of depth in the secondary. Yeah, and so that's a great point. Cam Lewis, a great, you know, we've got some guys here now with a lot of character and a lot of grit kind of coming from certain situations where they've persevered. Uh, DeMar Hamlin's obviously case number one of that. We knew he was not going to be cut. Um, We just, we we had a pretty good idea, and it's great that he made the roster. And we love that, you know, we get to celebrate him all season long now. So um, I think that, you're looking at guys like Cam Lewis and Kingsley Jonathan and Ryan uh, Vandemark, Alec Anderson. Those guys just fought for everything, and it's kind of adding a good amount of character to this team. So a lot of good guys, even like you talked about, Epinesa being a fourth defensive end brings such a good depth to that position group. And I think that shows that you know this team's constructed pretty well. Roy saying the open spot has to be for a receiver. No, it doesn't. Because Shakir could be that fifth receiver, and you can only have you only have to, and then you activate a guy if you want to add six receivers on game day from the practice squad, a Tyrell mm-hmm. Shavers, a Marcel Atman, or they bring in Andy Isabella. Like 
it doesn't have to be a receiver, in my opinion. There's a strong chance it could be Andy Isabella to be that 53rd man roster spot, but it doesn't have to. If you're, if you I think, think it depends on the claims they make. It I also think, depends you know, on Khalil Shakir's health. Oh, yeah, if, if he's healthy enough to be that fifth guy, then you're okay to run back. And then you, if you want to add a sixth guy to the game day active roster, you can always promote a guy from the practice squad. And we don't know who that would be until the PS is. Uh, finalized, but you're fine. I, at this moment, it doesn't have to be a receiver, in my opinion. But it's 51 right now without Reed Ferguson there. We know he's going to come back, but you know, I think that with 51, could make another move. one of the two has to uh, potentially. Now, I think they wanted to just get um, shorter on the IR, maybe. So that's why they had Reed yeah. uh, left off, and I'm not sure. Maybe Balin Spector as well. So it's a, it's a, little, it's a little bit of gymnastics that we don't fully have a gra- we have a grasp on, but it's it's tough. It's, well, it's, it's it makes sense though. There's Malin Specter and Justin Shorter would would have been on the roster and yes. then moved to IR. That gives you the two that we're missing now. And then Reed Ferguson's gonna be the fifty second. And now we're gonna be looking at a at a fifty third piece. So that that explains why they did it. Uh because they did have to put two guys then on IR in Shorter and Spectre. Roy, it a thousand percent could be a receiver and it might well be a receiver. I don't think it has to be a receiver. Is Evans a waiver release? Not sure if he is experienced. Waiver. waiver, yeah. There's a small chance Darrington Evans is probably not back this year. I think there's a good That's, chance. I think I said this earlier. Maybe I didn't, but I'm just surprised we brought in all the running backs we brought in and just stayed with the three. You know, James Cook, Damon Harris, Latavius Murray, and then three. Reg, Reggie Gilliam, I guess, at the fullback, but I don't even count that. Do they? So they're going to get a guy back on Piet practice squad. Is it like? Is it Jordan Mims of the world? Is it Darrington Evans or it's Ty Johnson? It's probably one of those three, Lance. You would agree? They're not probably one or two of them. Yeah, really. So it'll be nice if it's Jordan Mims. I like Darrington Evans. I think he probably adds the most versatility out of that trio I just mentioned. And I thought he was pretty good. That Bears run was probably the best player preseason. Maybe Josh Allen. No, a running back needy team. Um, could come in and, and try to have him. Like think, you have well, an Indianapolis, think, you have a Seattle. I, I don't know how the health of their running backs yeah. is. I know they got banged up, but. I think out of those three, the most likely guy to be back on the Bills practice squad is Jordan Mims. I'd agree if, with that. Yeah. Ty Johnson has NFL experience, averaged around five yards per carry last year. I would be shocked if he doesn't get picked up on a 53-man roster. Uh, and maybe not shocked, but there's a chance he gets picked up. And then Darrington Evans has NFL experience. He was good in the preseason and Jordan Mims is, was an undrafted rookie this year. That's the guy that's probably, if I had to bet would be the one guy coming back on practice squad. If they, that's the guy. Yeah, I agree with that. Yes. Yes. Shorter is on the short term IR. Yes. He's on the four week IR. So yes, yep. you can a designation have, to return. Yep. If you, if you need a sixth receiver, you can always call up some guy. You don't have to add him to the active roster. You can do that for four weeks. It, this receiver position, if Shakir is fully healthy and then okay to go for week one, it's set with Diggs, Davis, Sherfield, Hardy, and Shakir, which I'm totally fine with. Yeah. And Shorter wasn't going to be a major impact guy for most of the year, minus a couple injuries. Yeah, I thought he could have been a nice piece in the red zone, big body kind of guy. He still but could I don't be. Think they, he still they could definitely be. Um, didn't 
over display that in the preseason. They weren't going to show much. So I, you know, I think he has the ability once he's able to come back, if he's able to play this year or even next year, just you can't teach size. And I think that's the biggest thing with guys like him is you see even, um, I'm not sure if you saw this, but Jimmy Graham kind of came out and lit it up in yeah, the preseason game. game. And it's like, he's just got size. He's, you can't, you know, he knows how to box a guy out. So once shorter, once shorter kind of learns all that, um, you know, veteran tactics to to get a defensive back uh, on his back so he can just reach out in front of him and grab the ball at a high point. I think that's going to be a super dangerous uh, weapon for the Bills. Lance, you can't teach two things, speed and size. And if you, watch the, if you watch the USC, I tweeted this out, you watch the USC San Jose State game past Saturday, this past Saturday, week zero, two freshmen, Zachariah Branch, looked like an absolute stud. Over 200 all-purpose yards. He just has speed. He's a true freshman. And I said, you can't teach speed. And then I also like, Brandon Bean, you should go look at this. He's that type of guy you should go look at in three years. In three years. Yep. It was a joke, but it was it was funny. Uh, were you surprised that AJ Kwan got cut? No. Plus, uh, very uh, pleased with that decision in the least vicious way you could think. But I just – I'm just not – he's a great veteran – um, and he's done a lot of good things in this league. I just don't necessarily enjoy his game. I don't know that the fit is there in the system. Obviously, they've used him there, and he's done well in certain instances. My buddy uh, Matt will tell you that I, I constantly rag on him every game we watch, and and my buddy will send me like, oh, man, there's your guy. He made a play, and I'm like, ah. Mm. But, uh, but, but I think that it was um, – a move that was they have they're stacked at linebacker right now they they just had they kept five um they could have a six there and if bernard can play uh and he and, and if bernard's healthy and he kind of if they do some sort of rotations there with with bernard uh maybe they throw in dorian williams here or there i'm not sure but even even if it's bernard dotson and say taylor rap takes some snaps there in a two linebacker set i think that's going to be really interesting for the bills i think i think they have uh, enough there to where the you can um, put together a really good aggressive defensive game plan with those pieces in play. I also wouldn't rule out the Bills extending guy. This has nothing to do with AJ Klein. I just thought of it in my head when you were talking. Uh, <laughs> what is? What did you say? Sorry, say again. You you don't want to rule out the Bills potentially extending the guy on the roster, mm-hmm. like a Daquan Jones and like a Hyde. So. Gabe Davis potential. You never know. One of those three guys. Uh, John Roberts has just saw breaking this news. There it is. I saw the interview. They, he was on a visit. Yeah, they signed him. Per league source. So thank you, John. Veteran offensive tackle Jermaine Nefidi, who visited the Bills today, is expected to sign to their 53 men roster. Sources said Nefidi has made 83 starts in his career, and the former first rounder most recently was with the Falcons. Somebody, you got to tell someone I'm built in Buffalo to go get that out. And yeah, Matt Perino <laughs> just tweeted, uh, he's an upgrade over David Questenberry. So let's see. We're talking about Jermaine Arfidi. He is 29 years old. Uh, uh, we're do- this, this is fun, Lance, because we have 10 minutes left in our show, and we're doing uh, research Dave just, on. Dave just posted Dave. it, so we're good. Our guy, Dave Myers, owner of Built in Buffalo. Went out and and got got that up there. So we got uh, Ife gonna sign as an offensive lineman. So there you go, not a receiver, as as we were saying. His ten pass- offensive linemen, five receivers. 
he is known more for his pass blocking than he is for his run blocking. That's what we need. I'm going to put blocking. that out there. He 2021 70 pass blocking grade. Former first rounder. Yeah. Does he come in and start at right tackle? No. I wouldn't hate it. He's 29. He's he's an upgrade over David Questenberry, and he's yeah. an upgrade over what Brandon Shell was. And he also gives you a little bit more of depth than or more reliable depth than just Ryan Vandermark there. Sure. Yeah, I had uh pass blocking grades in the 70s. Uh, mid mid sixties at times, but in the in the seventies a little bit as well. So, uh, being a seventy pass blocker on a Chicago Bears offensive line a couple of years ago is pretty good. Um, you know, also with Seattle, so uh, a couple of good years there. So it's been yeah. up and down for him. I think you know the thing you got to look at is we have Cromer too, and Cromer's a really good coach. And uh, you know, maybe all of our talent hasn't hit to the fullest extent uh, that, that that they're capable of. But I think it's a nice piece uh, to bring in. I think you um, you wish it would have happened sooner, maybe. He but on a team, he just got cut today. No, exactly. You you know you wish you would have found that piece. I mean, sooner Sorry, uh, than, than now. But but uh, yeah, I think that. Um, but it is that's kind of the the nature of the beast here. So if that makes it fifty three, um, well, without again without signing. Um, Long snapper Reed Ferguson. We're not Wait. gonna have. We're only having. We're, sorry, just <laughs> skipped a beat there. But Reed Ferguson's <laughs> not on the roster right now, so we technically only still have fifty-two. They could still go out and make a waiver claim if they want for any type of wide receiver or skill player or anything like that. If they need that or if they feel like they need that, and then they can get uh, Reed taken care of whenever they're they're able to, you know, juggle those roster numbers. So. It's, it's weird. To, it's kind yeah. of strange to have ten offensive linemen. Yeah, it though, is. And only five receivers. I think that's. Do they not make another? Do they cut an offensive lineman? That's what I was trying to look through, and that's I kind of caught myself reading there. So I apologize, but oh, I think that it's the uh, it's going to be the question. Do they they does that replace anybody? And who would that replace Vandermark? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think they want to get rid of Vandermark. I like. I think they like Vandermark. I yeah, I absolutely. You know, ooh, I think that, ooh. that's good. Don's but... right. There is a chance that Connor McGovern goes to IR. Yeah, I know. I was teetering around good, I that because I, I would have Sorry, thought I, they would have done that already. You know that that's it's a good sign that he doesn't. Right? I'm not like, oh, we need him yeah. to go to IR to get a roster spot for a fringe guy. No, that's a terrible idea. I'd rather him not. <laughs> I'd rather him. I'd rather him be because starting because he can play. He's a really good left guard, in my, like a really, really good left guard in my opinion. But the Bills do have very good depth at the guard position. David Edwards, they trust a ton, and Ryan Bates would be adequate to start a couple games. But I do. And want wouldn't to they have already done that if they were going to do it? True. Will they? Could you? I don't know. I'm wondering. I mean, they did with Shorter and Specter. So why why wouldn't they have with? Uh... Isn't it, Lance? Isn't it funny for people just seeing us try to like go through all this in real time instead of like having like an hour to break it down exactly. before we come on the show. We're going through this real time and also trying to talk about it at the same time. Not the easiest thing in the world right now. Yeah, Matthew, you're right. It's hard to find great offensive line talent. It's not that easy. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, you were on the show with AJ. Was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. So, and he just put out a great tweet. Um, so go check. Uh, he was saying, you know, that's not 
easy, just same thing. It's not easy to find oh, yeah, yeah. an offensive lineman. And uh, he started um, 80 some games, I believe, and played in a hundred some games. So, you know, definitely uh, it has the experience and uh, yeah. What's Matt saying here? My buddy here is coming in harder to find good offensive line talent than it is find guys that can contribute at wide receiver. In my opinion, yes. obviously going to throw to our T tight ends more. So uh, yeah, that's a good point, Matt. That's a good point. I think that exactly right. Maybe because you're keeping three tight ends and that's only why you're keeping, you know, five wide receivers. That's definitely a good point. I, I like that. I agree. I, I agree as well. And look, I don't, I didn't want to sound like what I said. I want Connor McGovern on the IR. I want him starting. Cause yeah, absolutely. It sounded it came out a little. You got a little excited. That's all. Oh, you got excited because I thought there's a chance that he is, and it just not to say that I want him to be, but like in the roster construction, it helps the. But I think Connor McGovern, there's a chance that he does start week one, or he misses week one, week two. We don't know. That's still up in there. But the Bills do have. I mentioned that mentioned this last week, or did I mention it maybe yesterday with AJ? But the Bills have very good depth at the left guard position. Exactly. With the guard position with David Edwards and Ryan Bates. Ryan Bates started every game last year. Or started every game that and he's even uh, they've had Torrance at right side, but he could go over and play left side as well. So I is mean, it, they have they have all those guys there that can play both sides. Lance, is it concerning if you're on the Torrance train that if you go on the Bills depth chart on their website that Ryan Bates is the starting right guard and Torrance second? No, I don't think they've updated anything like that yet. Well, they updated um, the roster. It's the it's the active roster right now on the depth chart. Really? Okay. They don't have like they don't have they don't have uh, Boogie Basham for example or AJ Klein. They have the roster. Yeah, that's that's not concerning. I think that that is what it is. And, and if but no, if you're case, on the tour, I thought Torrance won the job. If that's I think the that, case though. Then maybe you have um, an inkling that could Torrance uh, or Bates then go over and and back up. McGovern because they have him as questionable right now. I see this now too. Uh, just pulling it up. I'm not concerned about that. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point, dude. I think you may you you see that you make a good point that um, Brian Bates is listed right now as the starting right guard. Now yeah. that could be someone that you know typed things in the way they see it, or you know I assume it'd be official. Um, so. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, also, if you're going to say that, Kair Elam is the second cornerback uh, behind Dane Jackson there, and Christian Bedford's list is third string. And then they they list our slot corners in Tron yes. and Cam Lewis at uh, left cornerback backup. So that's a, a little bit strange how they do that. There's a small chance this wasn't updated from what the red and blue scrimmage depth chart exactly. was it's just they put all the guys that are currently on the 53 yeah they just took them yeah they took off the guys that aren't they there took off the guys. I'm, I, I, it's, yeah i don't think i don't think there's any yeah this is definitely um you know a little bit strange i think they have uh you know von miller are right to end one and and i think you would if he's on pup you would remove him you know from that but maybe not i guess they it's it's it's, it's it's just we're i'm probably reading too much into their depth chart on the road it's a good it's a good point though i think if that does yeah, mean anything um then then we're seeing some stuff that that hasn't been told yet and we're going to get a, a bigger glimpse of that um hopefully between this week and next week to yeah. understand i think that you know there will be practices and and media availability at those practices and there's going to be sooner than later uh a depth chart actually released um for the for the week one and that'll show us a little bit more of what we want to know from that standpoint 
Anything else you want to touch on before we get out of here, or you want me to ask you the three million dollar question? Three million question. Yeah, do you have a three million ready for us? Or I do. I was gonna everyone's do been waiting. Everyone's been waiting. I know. You, and this has been a great episode. Uh, we have a ton to talk about. If you listen on the audio version, appreciate it. If you're listening on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, we also appreciate that as well. Follow everything Bill and Buffalo. We'll end with a three million question. What would you? When we last week it was what would you do with three million pieces of gum? And we had a long dial i think we must have gone on for a half an hour uh in and out of the bubblegum discussion so that was good ready this might not be as fun i kind of forgot about it this week but i just thought of one what would you do with three million balloons balloons man that's a good one well i know that i know that the kids really like balloons so i would just find three million kids and give them each a balloon Okay. Yeah, that's not as fun. But no, no, not that. I got nothing there. We could, I mean, we could float around if you want. If they got helium in them and things like that. You so. tell me, you wouldn't use the three million balloon, blown up balloons with helium? Are they floating around? I mean, we yeah, probably... they're blown up balloons. Like when you, you get the balloon, it's a balloon. I think if you have three million of them, you're just gonna float up and out. That's what I'm saying. Up. Float up yeah. to the moon. Don't even have to pay Jeff Bezos I... to do it either. Yeah, you float up to the moon and then. A bird pops all of them and you die. But like that's what happens. Yeah. This wasn't as fun as the gum one. This wasn't as good as the gum one. <laughs> yeah, the gum had a little bit more of a... Well, we also had people in the comment section doing some crazy thing about the gum and going to a different level where we couldn't mention on the show. Even though you could read the comments. We just didn't want to say it. Like Roy's exactly. comment earlier. You see Roy's comment earlier? I'm not going to say it out loud. Nope. You didn't see? Go to 848 in the comment section. I'm there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> got him. And I did Roy, see I that, know. and I, I, it went over my head at first because we were deep into the conversation. I was <laughs> yeah. trying to make sure I maintained my train of thought. So uh, easily distracted here by you guys, but I love all the comments. Yeah, I love taking the show in different directions when you guys come up with the good stuff. Uh, and we, you know, that's part of the fun of doing this. So we do appreciate everyone out there watching us and and interacting with us. It makes this show a lot more fun. It goes by a heck of a lot quicker um, when we're able to interact with you guys and not just sit here and and you know kind of talk to you or you know talk to the camera we're kind of interacting and and being able to answer yeah. questions or go through topics that you really are interested in so thank you 100 and roy i don't know if we mentioned this earlier but he's 29 sorry if i'm but i think i mentioned it but yeah that's gonna do it for tonight's edition of the buffalo blitz if you're listening on facebook youtube and twitter we appreciate follow all those networks follow on instagram and if you do listen on audio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast, comes out tomorrow morning on those audio platforms. And as always, we are sponsored by Underdog Fantasy. Use code, promo code Blitz. Lance, tell people more about that before we get out of here. Yeah, if you want a break from your everyday traditional season-long fantasy, go over to Underdog Fantasy, enter Best Ball Mania for us, the largest fantasy football contest in the world uh to date so a uh, good way to play best ball is a little bit more fun and so kind of a daily fantasy you're not uh having to adjust your lineups um so much or or you know worry about roster construction there you kind of draft once and let it ride so they also have the pick so go in there you can win money same day you go in there and and wager on a pick slip uh, you have a lot of different uh 
player stats were and then fantasy points that you can ask you know guess that they go higher or lower different things like that so check out underdog fantasy use promo code blitz at the sign up you'll get your deposit matched up to 100 dollars. and john robert has the perfect comment and the night don't forget to share and like we appreciate everyone that was in the comment section on facebook and also YouTube. subscribe to us yes. on our youtube channel and last thing oh buffalo buffalo go is now the official partner and fulfillment of the built-in Buffalo merch shop. So if you would go out on our Facebook page or our, or our uh, Instagram page or Twitter page and check out the new site we launched with Buffalo Go. They're going to be doing the shirts for us. There's lots of great options, and they also come right here from Buffalo, New York. That is awesome. Make sure you check out the Built-in Buffalo merch shop. Get all your Built-in Buffalo gear. Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and Twitter. If you guys are watching on all that minus Instagram, we appreciate it. Like I said, audio tomorrow morning, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back next week with preview for the Jets game. We can actually talk about football. No more roster talk. We'll talk a little roster stuff on that. No more roster talk, no preseason talk, no training camp talk. We'll preview in an hour the Bills, Jets, Monday Night Football Clash. Until then, this was the Buffalo Blitz. We'll see you next Tuesday. Go Bills. Go Bills, baby.